The early signing period is officially underway. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Sooners Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also follow and subscribe to the show for free on YouTube, Locked On Sooners. Check it out. We're just maybe 150 subscribers away from 1,000. Help us reach our goal by the end of the year. Looking forward to continuing to talk Oklahoma Sooners athletics with you throughout 2022. It's early signing day. The early signing period has begun. They've got still a couple months until uh, National Signing Day in February, but the Oklahoma Sooners have had a really good day. I mean, a day that was, uh, I would say, not unexpected. You know, they, they signed pretty much everybody they intended to. They had one player who flipped on that uh, early signing day, and that was Xavier Bryce, the wide receiver DB athlete out of Arlington, decided to go to Texas, which is a little interesting, created a, a bit of a back and forth between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. Oklahoma getting the the flip and flip back from uh, Kobe McKenzie, who flipped to Texas and then flipped back to Oklahoma and signed with Oklahoma today. Uh, so far, they've had uh, quite a few of their commits sign. Only two players at this point haven't signed. You can see on the graphic there, uh, Gavin Sacha, Kobe McKenzie, Jaden Gibson, Nick Evers, Jake Taylor, Jacob Sexton, and Nicholas Anderson have all signed. So has Kip Lewis, Robert Spears Jennings, Jaden Rowe, Jason Llewellyn, Cedric Roberts, and Alan Tarber. Uh, or sorry, Alton Tarber, excuse me. Uh, so far, so good. A really good day. Still waiting on a couple signings from Gentry Williams and Caden Helms, which are expected to sign as well. Caden, Caden Helms, for sure, 100% expected. Gentry Williams is still a bit of a toss-up. Uh, I think most people expect him to commit to the Oklahoma Sooners, but never know what's going to happen. It's recruiting. These things are like a vapor in the wind. They can they can change in an instant. Uh, but so far, a really strong recruiting class. Uh, Oklahoma is currently in the top 10 in both on threes team recruiting rankings and 247 sports. Let's take a look at on or at 247 sports team recruiting rankings. There you can see their 10th uh, behind Texas, Penn State, Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Michigan. What I find really interesting about the top 10 is that Oklahoma is the only one that shows up in the top 10 without a five-star recruit. And they're just one of three teams in the top 10. I'll toggle back and forth between this one and the next with less than 20 commits for 2022. I just find that really interesting there. That means that there's a chance that their score in the team recruiting rankings could jump up still, uh, depending on what happens. I mean, there's still several names that uh, could commit to Oklahoma. Uh, one of the names, Jaron Kanak, uh, the, safety linebacker athlete out of Kansas who has been committed to Clemson is starting to get more and more momentum, pushing him towards the Oklahoma centers over the last week. You know, we talked about it with uh, Parker Thude on Friday or on the Thursday night episode that also debuted Friday on the podcast side. 
that Kanak was, you know, being heavily leaned toward Oklahoma by a Kansas state uh, recruiting analyst, someone who's well in tune with what's going on on the Kansas recruiting scene. And then you have Steve Wiltfong of two, four, seven sports and national analyst putting in a crystal ball for connect to go to Oklahoma as well. So that, that could be a potentially big, big time coup for the Sooners. Now Brent Venables did say that he's not out there actively recruiting anybody from that's already committed to Clemson, just out of respect for his relationship with Davos Sweeney. And we talked about it last week. Like I think that's the integrity move, you know, obviously it has ramifications for the 2022 recruiting class, and the 2023 recruiting class, but I think more specifically 2022. And but I think it's going to be something that that shines favorably upon Brent Venables, not just this year, but in years to come. You know, it, he's a guy that he's not necessarily looking to do anything underhanded or you know get one over on somebody. And I think that will ring and ring well and resonate well with parents. Uh, you know, they're they're looking for a guy who's going to take care of their kid. And Brent Venables is showing like he values relationships. That's the thing he really preached in his opening remarks uh, when he was introduced, man, a week ago, Monday now. And that's, that's the thing that is going to continue to resonate with, with parents and kids in the years to come is that this is a guy that is going to value relationships uh, and, and value them so much that he'll, he'll set aside that competitive edge out of respect for relationships but he also believes that the relationships are going to be a part of what helps bring Oklahoma back to national prominence. prominence. So y'all, you got to love a person with a really strong value system that is going to do what he does based on his core values. And that's what, that's a sign of a strong leader. So big respect to him. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Jaron connect isn't going to go to Oklahoma. It just means that Brent Venables isn't out there like trying to chase him down and convince him. Although it doesn't sound like he needs much much convincing, he wants to go play for Oklahoma and, and the Clemson Tigers. And if they're able to score, and that's a huge coup for the Oklahoma Sooners, another really athletic player that can make a lot of things happen for the Sooners on on that on the defensive side of the football. He projects as a linebacker at the college level. And he the dude's got track speed. Like he runs like a, a 10, a 10 or a sub 11 hundred yard dash that's pretty fast. Like remember, you know, there's football fast, and there's track fast track fast is a little bit different than even like baseball fast. I remember when I was in high school, I went and played, I was playing baseball for years and I decided, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty fast runner. I'm, I'm one of the fastest guys on our baseball team. I'm stealing bases all the time. They got me in center field. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go try track. I'm going to go see if I can sprint and track. I found out really, really quickly that there was a big difference between baseball fast and track fast. And, and a lot of you know a lot of football players are track fast too, but it's it's rare to find guys that are projected to play linebacker that are track fast. Brent Venables and Bob Stoops told a story of of Teddy Lehman uh, on the Sooner Sports uh, show at Rudy's Barbecue on Wednesday night or Tuesday night, sorry. And he he talked about they talked about how Teddy Lehman was fast fast, like he was four four fast and that they couldn't believe the times that they were getting on the stopwatch. And so they made him run it again. And Venables relayed like that he was faster as things went down. Uh, and so if they're able to get a guy like Kanak, who is fast, fast, that's going to be huge for this team. We're already starting to see Brett Venables footprint or thumbprint on this recruiting class uh, as he's going after guys, you know, that, that are big time interior players, um, 
the Alston Tabor guy. He's 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 a mountain of a man, six one and a half, three oh five. If they can continue to build that interior defensive line with dudes that are just huge guys, they've got another one that that they're really looking into as well. Um, a big guy that's going to project as one technique. If they're able to land both those guys and have these big space eaters of the, the Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins type that he had at Clemson, that's going to, that's going to bode really, really well for the Oklahoma Sooners defense in their run defense and just allowing their linebackers to play clean. And if you get linebackers with the speed that a guy like Kanak has, and then you get these space eaters in the middle, they're going to be able to flow sideline to sideline. They're going to be able to get into the hole quickly and make plays in the backfield. And that's going to bode really, really well uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners. Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about a few uh, Sooner signees. Now they're no longer commits. They're signees that are recent commits or recent signees for the Sooners. I just want to talk about them and kind of what I've seen on just from some of their highlights and what I like. Um, there's a lot to like about these guys as they come to Norman. Uh, we'll talk about Nick Evers, the quarterback. We'll talk about, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, blanking on the name, Alton Tabor, the, the space eater and Jaden Gibson, the wide receiver as well coming up next. But first let me talk to you about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. To those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. And hey, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. So thankful to have all the new subscribers, the new listeners that have jumped on the show over the last couple months. It's been a lot of fun talking to Oklahoma Sooners football with you. Thank you so much for all the comments in the reply section on YouTube. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer here on the show, I'd love to hear it. Love to, to try my hand at, at whatever difficult questions you might have to answer or to ask. And uh Again, thank you for the feedback, both the constructive feedback and the positive feedback as well. Always looking to improve the show in any way that I can. So if you've got something you'd like to share, something you feel like I could do better, would love to hear it. Not above it. Still, we're always improving, right? That's the goal is always improving at whatever it is you do in your life. You're never at a level of perfection. You just got to keep doing it and getting better. So with that, I want to talk about some of these new guys that have shown up on Oklahoma's radar since Brent Venables and Jeff Levy took over at Oklahoma. And the first one, let's talk about Nick Evers, the quarterback at a flower mound. This is a, a tall guy. From what I've seen on some of his tape, some of his highlights, both from Elite 11 camps and his his highlights at Flower Mound, you see a guy that is a mobile quarterback. Obviously, you know, the, the stats speak for themselves. 20 or 14 rushing touchdowns last year or in 2021 for uh, Flower Mound. Uh, but he's a guy that throws with some accuracy. 
Uh, he's got a really good ball. It just smooth out of his hand. Uh, has a bit of a long release. You know, not he's not a quick thrower, uh, but I feel like he's gonna. He he has a good uh, ability to get the ball on target where he wants it to be and, and hit his receivers in stride. And I think that's an important aspect for any quarterback is to be able to put the ball in a place where the receiver can catch it and continue to run with it. Um, what what I like about what he does is he he puts the ball up high for his receiver. He's not, you know, throwing at their waist. He's not throwing low. He's not throwing necessarily at their chest. He's kind of throwing it out where they can, you know, hands catch it. I think that's, that's really good. Um, I think what he can do is speed up his release a little bit. I do like the way he drops, you know, he, he gets into his drops. He's got really quick and um, very uh, active feet getting into his drops is really smooth getting into his drops whether it's a three or a five step drop, whether it's on play action, he's able to really quickly reset his feet and play action. Uh, even from under center, you look at some of the, the highlights from elite 11 and he's able to get to the play action fake, get into a spot, make get his feet set and make a throw. I know we're seeing a lot of like, you know, of these, these highlights out of like Quinn Ewers camp and, you know, Spencer Rattler and all these different Instagram highlight videos that these kids post where, you know, they're making all these trick throws of the Patrick Mahomes variety. And, and that's all fun. It's, it's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and poo poo on that stuff because it's incredibly hard to do it. And it is fun. Like these trick throws that these guys are doing, how it translates to a game. I mean, it's going to be rare that it translates to a game. I think what it shows is an ability to make off-platform throws. At the same time, how often did you see like a guy like Peyton Manning do that? Pretty rarely, because he's a guy that understood that fundamentals were his game, like being able to get his feet set, get through his motion, use good technique and good uh, fundamentals is going to make him stand above the rest. Uh, a guy like Drew Brees didn't necessarily have the strongest arm, but had really good technique, good skills. Obviously, there's a mental aspect that made those guys great as well, but a lot of it comes down to they had really, really good fundamentals. Manning was not the most athletic person. He didn't necessarily have the prettiest spiral, but he had really good fundamentals that allowed him to get into the spots that he needed to get to to make the right throws. And I think that's one of the Nick Evers' strengths, just, just watching what I've seen briefly of him, is that he's really good at getting into – his drop and getting where he needs to be to set his feet, to make really good throws. Um, and I, and I think that can be an important aspect for as great as Spencer Rattler is as great as Caleb Williams is. Sometimes I think they relied a little bit too much on their ability to make off balance throws. You don't want to necessarily rely on that too much because there comes a time where you try to make that off balance throw, you're throwing off your back foot and the ball just kind of sails on you. It goes over the receiver's head right into the waiting arms of a defender, or you underthrow your guy so bad that it hits the dirt. Um, and so I think like having really strong fundamentals and a strong understanding of getting your feet set before making a throw is really important. Um, let's talk about Jaden Gibson as well, the, the wide receiver out of Florida. I really like this kid. He's 6'5". He's kind of lanky right now. You know, he doesn't have a lot of muscle on him. I think there's room for him to to fill out. Um, he's sub 200 at 6'5", which is pretty pretty impressive um, to be able to do that. But 
this is where uh, Schmidt's uh, strength and conditioning program is going to come in handy. And the nutrition program at Oklahoma is going to come in handy. I think they're going to be able to do a really nice job of getting him up to like a 210. A two, about, if he can get to like 210 his freshman year, I think that's really solid. You know, by his sophomore, junior year, if he can get to playing at like 215, 220, I think that'd be really good for him just to give him more more bulk and more, um, more ability to take on contact and, and not have to worry so much about just his frame. Um, so what I saw from this guy, he he's not necessarily like a jump ball player. And I think like your size, the size might intimate that that's like his best skill set. But what I, what I noticed is that he's got really sneaky speed. You know, he doesn't look like he's running really, really fast, but there's so many plays where he just, just kind of runs by guys. And I don't know if it's just like he lulls these, these defenders into a false sense of security because he doesn't look like he's running very fast or, or what they're expecting. But there were several, so many times that it just caught the the defensive back flat footed and he just ran by them. Um, and, and sometimes there was safety help coming over the top and he ran by them too, to where he would, you know, he got behind the safety, got behind the corner and was catching a deep ball. I think he did a really, really nice job um, after the catch, whether you know, he's catching these short uh, curl routes and then you know turning, making his defender miss, and then working upfield. Uh, he did a really nice job on slants as well, kind of weaving his way through traffic after catching the football. I really liked his work on posts, skinny posts. Uh, just knew where to find the, the spot in the zone to kind of cut through. And he did show a really nice uh, ability to catch 50-50 footballs he didn't necessarily go up and like high point the ball like you'd expect where he's just out jumping everybody, but he used his size to get good position where he could just box the player out and almost go up. Like, like he was just kind of kind of reel in a rebound without really having to jump. Cause the, from what I saw, I just didn't jump really high. He just kind of just out positioned his guy and then just reached up and grabbed the ball. Cause he's got long arms, got long legs. He's going to, he's going to tower over a lot of people, the kind of the, the Charlie Kohler effect, right. Where he's just so big that, he doesn't really have to jump. He can just out position his guy. Now, I, and I think, you know, that that's going to be a skill set that's going to be really important for the Oklahoma Sooners to have um, because the red zone was an issue for Oklahoma at times this year. And as good as Jaden Hazelwood was, they just weren't very efficient throwing him the football. Uh, there were so many times that the back shoulder fade just never didn't really connect. Uh, it did connect a little bit more towards the end of the season against uh, Oklahoma State. It seemed to, to work a little bit better. But throughout the year, whether it was Spencer Rattler throwing in the ball or Caleb Williams throwing in the ball, they just didn't really have great chemistry throwing that back shoulder fade, throwing the fader out. But this is a kid that looks really, really natural throwing, going after the fade, going after the back shoulder fade. Um, and, and hopefully that'll translate to the college level because that's something that Oklahoma will need in the red zone now. In their part of their 2022 class, they've got great tight end Jason Llewellyn out of Alito, and then most likely he hasn't signed officially yet. But Caden Helms out of Bellevue West in Kansas, both of these guys are going to be really good red zone options for the Oklahoma Sooners as well. Whenever their time comes uh, to to get significant playing time, and so if you if you're lining up and you have Jaden. Um, I want to call him Jaden Rowe, but that's the defensive back. Oh my gosh. Blanking on, blanking on the names. Jaden Gibson. Sorry. And you got Jaden Gibson, uh, Jason Llewellyn and Caden Helms all lined up with Nicholas Alexander or Nicholas Anderson, Rodney Anderson's brother. Uh, you got those four lined up 
that's a lot of size and that's going to be really, really difficult to defend uh, maybe in 2023, 2024 at some point um, down the road. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think if Jeff Levy's smart, he'll find ways to get these guys involved uh, in their freshman year, maybe with, even without, you know, uh, burning a, a red shirt year. Uh, but coming up next, we got to talk. I want to talk about the final guy that just recently came on Oklahoma's radar, and that's Alton Tarber um, out of Florida. I think this is going to be a really, really interesting cat for the Oklahoma Sooners. But first, let me talk to you about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can all harness that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. And I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Hey, and make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. That is tomorrow. If you're listening on Thursday, this Friday. So make sure you're staying tuned to Locked On Sooners, the Locked On Podcast Network, for the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. Now, let's talk about Alton Tarber. This dude, I'm excited about him. I watched some of his work over at Deerfield Creek uh, in Florida, and the guy reminds me a bit of a Puna Ford type, you know, just a guy that he's got a lot of upper body strength, but really, really strong technique. Uh, You see him not necessarily always looking to overpower guys. He has really, really good gap integrity, meaning he knows his assignment. And even if he's engaged in the block by the center or the left guard or the guard, that he doesn't necessarily just try to blow by them to make the play. He stays true to his gap. Like he, he fits into his gap and then reads what the running back's going to do and then disengages the blocker by tossing them aside and making the play. I saw on several occasions where he just he was playing he's lined up as the one technique or the zero technique right over the center engages the center as soon as he sees the running back make his cut just tosses the center out of the way and just pulls him down for for the tackle for loss there's one occasion where he was double teams and could, because the center was just getting tossed around all game and the double team engaged and he just overpowered you know one of the blockers and the other one didn't have a chance and he was able to to wrap up uh, the while still being blocked was able to wrap up the running back to make the play. So very, very impressive guy. You know, the, the 300 pound thing, this is as a, a high school senior. So just imagine what they're going to be able to do in a strength and conditioning program and a, a workout program 
and a nutrition program. And, and this is a guy, you just look at him and he doesn't look like he's necessarily like a huge dude. You know, he doesn't have that like gigantic belly. Like you see out of most nose tackles. He's a guy that's going to have some room to like fill out with some muscle. Um, and he's an explosive player. Like he's strong and he's explosive. He fires off the ball quick. He gets, he engages the blocker really quickly and really strongly. And then he's able to use his power to, to make something happen um, once the running back makes his decision on what he wants to do with the football. And I, I think I'm excited about this for, for two reasons. While Oklahoma's run defense did improve under Alex Grinch, there were times where the, the run defense just wasn't as good as you would like have liked it to be. It was really good, and it was the better part of their defense this year. The pass defense struggled uh, in 2021, and the run defense was pretty good. I think it, was, it finished like top 30 or something like that. But they did it with while playing like a lot of one gap techniques where you, you had your defensive line just kind of shooting gaps and your linebackers trying to come in behind that as well to make plays. I think this is going to serve them well, having a guy that's going to be able to just hold up blockers for their linebackers, Danny Stutzman, uh, for David Aguebu, for you know, for for any of the guys that are going to still be coming and playing linebacker for the Oklahoma Sooners next year, two years from now. I think it's going to it's going to benefit them the most to have a guy that is going to be able to just take on two blockers and hold them up at the point of attack and allow the linebackers to run free because one of the things that if you'll watch like bad run defense teams or good really good running games is the really good running games are able to get to the second level really quickly and engage the linebacker and that that running back's able to get to the second level and then make a play and then get to the third level in the secondary and and make a big play. Uh, and so this is one of those things where, you know, yes, Oklahoma was really good as a run defense unit, um, but I think a lot of it was kind of a, a, a – I mean, a lot of it I think was like their guys making individual plays along the defensive front or the the – the, the scheme kind of stringing plays out and the linebackers cleaning up. Um, I, I felt like they were at times susceptible on the interior runs. And so if you get a guy like this, you're going to have a harder time being successful if you're the opposing offense running on Oklahoma's interior. Uh, I'm excited because I think that's going to free up the edge players to be more, um, more dynamic where, you know, if you have a guy that can play two gap, on the interior that can line up over the center and, and really force the offense to, you know, um, put two guys on him, then it's going to free up your edge players, your, your three technique defensive tackle to look at playing more one gap and attacking. So if you have that blend where you got to have one guy playing two gap, taking on double teams and the rest of your defensive line playing one gap and just shooting off the ball, trying to get themselves into the backfield. I think that's going to bode really, really well for the Oklahoma Sooners in the future. But man, it's so exciting. And we'll have a lot more to say about this, uh, the early signing period and what's coming for the Oklahoma Sooners because they're a top 10 class. They've only got 15 commits right now. uh, And they've got two more signings to come. And who knows what else is going to come over the next couple of weeks. I didn't even get a chance to talk about Devin Campbell, the offense, the number one interior offensive lineman who has heavily been pursued by Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, basically all, all your, your power schools. Uh, but today or on early signing day on Wednesday releases top two schools. And it came down to Texas and Oklahoma. 
And so that's going to be a really, really interesting battle. He's not, he's not planning on committing until February. And so the next couple of months are going to be really, really interesting. This is going to be Bill Beatenbow and Jeff Levy, Kale Gundy. This is going to be y'all's time to go close and bring that guy in. Because if you can add him to Jake Taylor, Jacob Sexton as part of this 2022 class, whoo-wee, that's going to be a fire group of offensive linemen to take into 2022, 2023, 2024. Uh, Devin Campbell, it's going to be the name to watch over the next couple months now because, I mean, Texas has committed a lot of resources to offensive line and they've already got a lot of offensive line commitments. Does he want to go and be one of a few number or be kind of lost in the shuffle of a, uh, a heavy offensive line recruiting class or does he want to go to Oklahoma and now they've got two really good players in, in Sexton and Taylor, but does he want to go and be a part of that group that's going to have a chance to be as good as Texas's offensive line? If you get the number one interior offensive line prospect in the country in Campbell, that should help you a ton moving forward, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything that isn't obvious here, but that's going to be the name to watch for the next couple months, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. Bill Beatenbow, you're up, man. Go get it done. Go get it done. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening and making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast, and on YouTube. Go hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well and hit the bell to uh, stay updated with late, the latest episodes. Make sure you go check out yesterday's episode where we had the Big 12 Roundtable over on the Locked On Big 12 channel as well. But until tomorrow, my name is John Williams. Boomer! sooner.